Portage Health Foundation is proud to introduce you to Superior Educator Sister Carolee Vaness from Sacred Heart School in Lantz. Sister Carolee is a warm and generous person with 46 years of teaching experience. She's always the first person at school in the morning and many times the last to leave at night. She pours her life and love into her vocation and work and is a true example of selfless devotion to others. If you know an amazing educator like Sister Carolee, go to superioreducators.org and nominate them to be recognized as the next Superior Educator. Segment two of Copper Country Today on this Sunday morning, of course, brought to you by the Portage Health Foundation. You can find out more about them and their mission at phfgive.org. I'm Todd Van Dyke. There's kind of a unique event. I don't think we've ever had anything like it in the Copper Country coming up this coming Saturday. It is called a Clean Slate UP Expungement Event, and it is designed to help those who have criminal records, at least some of those who have criminal records, get those records removed so that they can more easily find employment. And on the line with me is Darren Witter, who is the Policy and Program Manager for UP Michigan Works, and we're going to talk a little bit about the specific program that's coming up, but also in general about the challenges that people who have have records encounter as they're trying to find jobs. Uh, so, Darren, welcome to the program. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much for having me on today, Todd. Really it's, appreciate being here. It's been a conundrum for a long, long time. Somebody commits a crime. They perhaps go to jail. There's a record that's on there. They come out of jail or they come out of prison. They need to restart their life. The first thing they need to restart their life is a job. And the minute they go in, there's that question, have you ever been convicted of? And they have to say yes, if they're honest, and then they don't get the job. It's been a catch-22 situation for a long time, hasn't it? It has been. Uh, you know, we have uh, people that are, are taking advantage of this program now that have had the, a record for decades, right? Might have been something they were even a juvenile or just out of, you know, in young adulthood. And then they, uh, you know, they've been dealing with it for so long. And some of them are even are retired and they're still eligible for the program as well uh, because it can uh, allow for, uh, uh, you know, additional community resources or, or housing and it can keep them from that. If they, it's almost like they're paying for that uh, and being punished even well after the, the crime was committed and, and they paid for it. Because there's such a wide variety of things that can happen in one's life that can create a criminal record. I mean, on one hand, you have, let's admit, hardened criminals who've been in and out of prison a number of times and have committed violent offenses. Uh, obviously, we're not talking about them in this program, correct? Oh, right. So there are, there are restrictions on the, uh, the types of, uh, types of convictions that can be expunged, um, as well as the number. Uh, and, and some that, that won't be eligible because they might have too many. So especially those right assaultive crimes, um, too many felony convictions, too many DUIs. Uh, for DUIs, it's even more than one that they won't be eligible for. Um, but for uh, for the rest, there's there's a, a lot of openness in what can be expunged. And uh, the way that the legislation expanded how many can be expunged, where it used to be far fewer, uh, now it's... Uh, you know, up to three felonies, uh, any number of misdemeanors, and um, and those are and then the one DUI that can be included in there as well, um, as well as the 
if multiple felonies or misdemeanors happen in a 24-hour period, which which can definitely happen. Things can, can stack up just out of a, a, a situation or circumstances there. And uh, those are counted as a, as a single event or like a single felony, uh, which can be uh, advantageous to someone who, who might have had, uh, you know, maybe a, one or a couple mistakes, but it resulted in multiple felonies or misdemeanors. But multiple DUIs will stay on the record. Yes, if they have more than one DUI, say, and we, we've had that when people come to us and they, they only have DUIs, and that's the, the thing they want to get rid of. But if they have more than one, they won't be eligible to, to remove any of them. How, um, big a problem, any- how, how big a problem is DUI when you apply for a job? Is that uh, as bad as, say, a, a, a felony for an assault or something like that? You know, typically not, but it does depend on the employer, the right, the role, whether there'll be driving involved, and and also if there's any fleet vehicles involved, it could impact the the insurability of the individual. Uh, so that may impact, but there are, are plenty of people with with DUIs out there, um, and and it really is up to the employer, really for for any conviction, uh, when they run that background check, is what's acceptable. And uh, so what we typically is, you know, to tell people is that no matter what's on there or still on there, even after expungement or setting aside, is, is just being honest on that application. And then we try to help them, you know, as part of our services at Michigan Works, are, are the ways to talk about that, ways to either put it on a resume, even if they did a jail or prison time. How do you present that on a resume? How do you talk about that time at interviews? So there are, are ways around it, but it, it could definitely be uh, prohibitive to someone uh, looking for certain types of employment if they have uh, one or multiple DUIs. Because there are certainly people who got into circumstances. They hung out with the wrong crowd and something happened. They got involved in drugs, and we know so much more about the dynamics and the physical aspect of drug addiction and abuse now than we used to. Um, People who were forced into circumstances and did wrong things and paid for them, now they're going to have an opportunity to have those, at least many of those things removed, which will then help them find the job, right? Yes. And, you know, that's not only our hope, but part of the services that Michigan Works provides in, in, in general, right, whether somebody has a conviction or not. And, and that's where, you know, part of that reason where that program is a good fit for us is that, you know, trying to find the hidden talent when so many employers are looking for, you know, looking to find workers that, are, that, are, that want to work. And um, but if they if they have a conviction that might be getting in the way there and the employer isn't isn't willing to overlook that, looking down that expungement path, but then working with that, that customer at the same time to, to see what's next, what can this mean for them after the expungement, um, and, and is it going to, to truly remove barriers? I think that's a, a big piece as we try to prioritize the things that we do remove. Um, there, there's some people that you know come to us and they have you know over over 10 misdemeanors maybe, um, and not all of those are, are going to necessarily be a barrier to employment, but so then trying to focus on those that are that might be the barrier. So let's start with that pre-expungement phase here. I'm talking with uh, Darren Witter, who is with UP Michigan Works, and we're talking about the challenges that people have finding jobs if they have criminal records that they have to uh, basically admit to. At some point, I suspect most employers have that application that says, have you ever been convicted of a crime? And if you lie and you're caught lying, you're out of the job. So you pretty much have to tell the truth. And if you tell the truth, you might be out of the job as well. So let's say I have that record. Let's say that I was involved in uh, an assault 
at some point. I was uh, just out of high school. I got a little drunk. I got in a fight. I was charged with an assault. Now it's on the record. I go to apply for the job. I check yes in the box. The employer says, we're not going to hire you because you have a record. Is there anything that I can do through UP Michigan Works to help rectify that uh, or, or to talk to that employer? Is there anything that you can do to help me overcome that hurdle uh, besides the expungement? Yes. Yeah, so besides the expungement, um, so I, I, I will get to the, what, the, what they can do with the expungement, especially with assaultive crimes. There's uh, you know, a few more rules and legislation around that. Like there can't be a use of a deadly weapon, um, whether it was used or not um, in the uh, in the assault of crime as for the expungement piece of it. But if they're, uh, they're coming to us and working with us, whether it's the, maybe they've already, they had an interview, maybe they were even, you know, moving down the path further. And they said, you know, we think we want to hire you. We just want to run a background check. And this has happened to people, right? Where they, they'll get to that stage. They're like, yes, I, I'm finally going to get this job I want. And then they run a criminal background check. And even if it was disclosed on there, maybe the, with the details that are revealed to the employer as part of that criminal background check are slightly different or more serious than they initially thought, and they can just retract any offer or, or contingent offer uh, based on that. So uh, if somebody's then looking for the, the future job, they may have burned, you know, I didn't say burn the bridge, but <laughs> essentially burned a bridge with one employer, but then say, okay, how do we talk about this in the future? Maybe how, how do we um, present this uh, better on a resume or application? And then also the how do we talk about this in interviews so we don't get to that stage of the, I thought I was going to get the job and now more details came out. Um, you know, it's it, it's going to vary per, per employer, right? It's, interviewing is a very subjective thing um, and even re the reviewing of resumes and applications very subjective as well. So, so helping people to be able to, uh, you know, to be able to talk about that in, in a better way, uh, it, it's still, it's not good. It's not a perfect science though. And I think that's the, the thing is that we're at least able to try to find someone, match them with their, their skill level, um, what their employment goals are and or training goals, and then trying to develop that career path with them. If I'm an employer and I look at this person who's across the table from me and I have found out or they have admitted that there's a criminal record there, are there things that might keep me from hiring that person? Uh, would I, for example, run afoul of my liability insurance or put myself at risk if that person repeats a, a crime, if there was a, a fight that they were involved with or something like that? Uh, am, am I at risk if that breaks out again and another employee is involved and they find out that I knew this person had a history and, oh my gosh, now i got to call my lawyers? Are there things that prevent employers who might want to hire people with records from doing so? Uh, you know, there, there are. I, I can't necessarily speak to the, the liability reasons. I, I'm not sure about the, the information on that, uh, rather, rather like the liability insurance. Um, I, I don't think that if it were all disclosed, and it doesn't need to be further disclosed to the rest of the employees, um, but the, you know, the employer is, is taking maybe a, a very minor risk, but I, I wouldn't see it being a, a major risk. There, there is a program through the state of Michigan called Fidelity Bonding as well. Um, that is, you know, a bonded program where the employer is uh, insured for an amount of time while they're they're trying to, you know, feel out this this new employee that they have in case there were something to uh, to occur on on the job site. So that's a, a program that we can, you know, help people apply for. Employers apply for as well if they had any hesitation to hire someone um, who had a criminal conviction or a past. 
And obviously, you mentioned the the DUI situation. If you've got somebody who has a, a fleet of vehicles, there might be problems with insurance there and uh, liability if uh, you knew that there was somebody who was um, had a history of driving irresponsibly, unfortunately. But uh, you know, is it difficult sometimes for an employee with a record, if that record becomes known to coworkers, is it difficult for that employee to fit in? Are there times when that becomes socially awkward, professionally awkward? Uh, it could if it were to come out, but uh, you know, criminal convictions are in in many cases a public record unless if they're they're set aside or expunged, and that's where it you know actually either is the it's no longer appears on a. Um, on a criminal history report of the setting aside piece or in the expungement piece is actually deleted at a local level. Like it's, it's in like almost an erased record. It still exists with the uh, Michigan state police. It can still be brought up if they were doing a very thorough search. Um, but it's, uh, it typically would not, uh, not show up. And that's where that importance of the expungement or setting sides comes in. I think um, it, it still could come up though, right? It could be the, Oh, well you answered no to that because legally they're allowed to answer no. Um, if they have that expungement or set aside, uh, but it, it still could come up or uh, that people are like, oh, well, that person has right this criminal history. Sometimes it makes uh, other people uncomfortable, uh, but it, it can change the way that somebody looks at someone. And I think that's, you know, part of this whole conversation of the, are they continuing to be punished? Um, and depending on what the conviction was, um, you know, people have different varying levels of comfort uh, based on it, even if somebody is, is completely normal otherwise. So it can change perceptions. Um, it can change working relationships because of it. But I, you know, I think it's for, uh, for individuals to, to, I mean, in a way advocate for themselves if they don't want to talk about that part of their life and they, they've moved past that and they've made amends. And, um, you know, especially if they've gone through that expungement, expungement process. You glanced down a question that I was going to, uh, going to be asking in regards to that question that employers ask, and it's usually phrased it, it's, they don't ask, do you have a criminal conviction on your record? They ask, have you ever been convicted of a crime? If you have been convicted of a crime and that has been legally expunged, you can then answer that question, no, I've not been legally convicted of a I was never convicted of a crime? That's correct, because essentially the record is erased. Okay, so... Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's always seemed to be kind of a trick question, you know, not, not do you have something on your record, but were you ever convicted? Meaning even if it's been removed from the record, I still want to know about it. It, it just always seemed a little bit sneaky to me. I, I'll confess. Yeah, I think, you know, independent of the wording, they can answer no on that. Uh, something that we do as part of our process at the end. So after that expungement hearing, after that successful uh, expungement or, or set aside, we're going back in, we're, we're rechecking the, um, the internet criminal history uh, report is basically an informal report to see if anything would come on that come up on that, and that's typically what the uh, the the private companies that do criminal background checks uh, run for as well. So if there were a situation where that did come up on a criminal history report and somebody came back to us and said, "Hey, I thought this was expunged," uh, we would then uh, you know help them navigate that process. Of that let's make sure it gets off of that uh, that private company that might have an old an old report um, that uh, and make sure that's updated so that no longer appears. And and yes, it could have been that it's it's already a little too late. But we we would hope that we haven't run into that yet um, because of the newness of 
about this. I mean, this program's been around since, uh, for us, at least like April of 2021. And then there were such a long delays in actually getting expungement hearings, um, you know, because of COVID and also the the, the backup in the courts um, due to COVID that now we're, we're starting to see them come pretty fast and furious, though. the uh, Those applications finally coming through, uh, getting through the Michigan State Police, getting through the Michigan Attorney General's office, and then going to the local courts for that hearing. Because there are all sorts of apps and websites out there now that pretty much anybody has access to. Uh, there are apps that tell you when somebody gets checked into the local jail. There are apps that tell you when somebody is uh, follow people through the court systems. And 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 it's got to be really challenging, or I think uh, potentially at least it's going to be really challenging to try to track down all of those and erase all of this history that's out on the internet. Yeah, I think the right what we can't control and we probably won't won't assist in the navigation of is that what right was there a news report did they show up as a you know was their mugshot posted um, and you know that that it doesn't eliminate that public information you know the you know the adage of the you know something goes on the uh, it's either on social media or it's on the internet it's there forever um, there, and there's not much we can do about that but at least the formal pieces um, and then following the legislation and having the backup there uh, those those are the pieces that we can assist with that. At UB Michigan Works. Yeah, there have been a couple times over the years with our website, uh, keywinallreport.com, where we put news stories and photos and things of that nature, where somebody has followed up a number of years later and said, hey, you know, they've moved past this. Could you take the story down? And we will generally say, yes, we're, we're happy to do that. If somebody's moved on, we don't want to punish them for something that happened seven or eight years ago. Um, one would hope that other websites would be in tune with that as well, but I think that may, may be a big challenge. I'm talking with uh, Darren Witter. He is the Policy and Program Manager for UP Michigan Works, and we're going to get into some of the specifics now about these clean slate UP expungement events that are being held across the Upper Peninsula, and the one for our area is scheduled for this coming Sunday, it'll, uh, Saturday. It'll be May 21st from noon until 3 at the UP Michigan Works office Office, which is in the bank building on Quincy Street in Hancock. Um, who is generally eligible to come in and get help with this, Darren? Sure. Uh, so there is a waiting period depending on what they're trying to get expunged. Uh, so that waiting period is based on the when they have ended with their uh, justice system involvement. So whether that was sentencing, probation, release from incarceration or parole, uh, whatever that was occurred last, this is where these, these time frames come from. So the waiting period for misdemeanors only is a three-year period. Uh, it's a five-year waiting period for serious misdemeanors or one felony. Um, or if they have multiple felonies, it's going to be seven uh, seven years at least uh, as a waiting period before they're eligible for expungement. And I'd say for the people that we um, that have come to us uh, that are, are not eligible, it's typically around that waiting period, um, and uh, we we usually give them a date as when they might be eligible. So that's um, it at least gives them a good starting point. What kind of offenses do you typically see that qualify for expungement? Uh, the types of offenses, I mean, there's there's so many different types, uh, but we see a lot of the uh, resisting, uh, like resisting an officer. Uh, those are typically like tack on charges. Uh, since uh, February of this year, when they started doing the DUI expungements, we've been seeing a lot of those. Um, and and really, uh, you know, it's it's really a, a full a full battery, no pun intended there, um, of the uh, of the types of uh, charges that we see. Um, usually, in a, in a lot of cases, we do see that multiple charges happen within that 24-hour period, though. What types of charges can you flat out say, no, we can't help you? 
So the ones that are not eligible is if it were a, a federal conviction, tribal or out of state. Uh, we can't help in, in like a, a Wisconsin court or anything if, if that were the case. Um, any criminal sexual conduct, uh, child abuse, uh, tra- traffic offenses, whether even if it's a first DUI that, that caused injury or death, those are going to be a, a, a not eligible at all. And then any uh, CDL violations, commercial driver's license violations are the, the ones that we know for a fact without any other details we're not going to be able to expunge. So you mentioned tribal. We have the Kiwanabe Indian community here in our listening area. If somebody has a KBIC conviction on their record, you can't assist with that? We can't assist with that. Um, however, we might be able to at least run uh, that internet uh, criminal history report to see what what comes up, if anything, um, to make sure that there isn't anything also local, right? Maybe they they called in for assistance if there were, you know, uh, maybe out, outside of um, outside of tribal lands, and um, those those types of convictions, though, they can uh, they can go to the court, and people can petition expungement at those levels, um, but the they do not have to follow the state of Michigan legislation there. So it would be it would be up to that court and up to their. Uh, their rules. So let's say I think I qualify. I think maybe you can help me and I think it will do me some good to get this off my record. How do I take these first steps? Do I just show up at this uh, event that you have coming up on Saturday or do I need to do some things in advance? Sure. Uh, So walk-ins are more than welcome. Uh, What we do recommend though is that people can get the process started early. Uh, That's at upmichiganworks.org forward slash clean slate up there's a registration button there and that will get us that initial information where we can even run the eligibility piece and and, and we, we will try to get to them it's gonna we'll definitely get a big burst uh, as we move into this next week here and so we'll try to assess eligibility beforehand if possible um, if not we can we will then have it run uh, the person doesn't need to do any more anything more besides show up and bring their uh, state issued id uh, that will uh, that'll give us the, what we need to is that we can assess eligibility there, um, and uh, then they will uh, work with a uh, an attorney uh, at the event. Um, we can you know make sure that they are eligible and or things that we won't be able to expunge or do that that prioritization talk depending on uh, what what felonies and misdemeanors might be on there. Um, and then we, at many of our events, including the one that's going to be taking place in Houghton, though, we do have uh, the free fingerprinting as well. So we have the Michigan State Police coming. Uh, they'll be doing ink fingerprinting, which is a required component of the setting aside a conviction application. Uh, and, and if there were any convictions uh, that took place in the um, the circuit and district court in the Houghton County in that area, that, that surface area there, uh, we will do a, a bulk request of certified convictions, which is another component that's needed. So uh, really getting those first, it's about like four, four to five steps out of the way at this event. And then at that point, we have the information we need uh, to send work on the application with them. So we'll uh, have a, a UP Michigan Works Up Clean Slate Navigator help with the completion of the actual application um, at, at one or more courts, depending on where those convictions took place. Uh, when that occurs, uh, we will send that to our attorney for review, and then we'll get it submitted to all the parties that are needed for that that final review at the state level. Uh, from that point, it's just the expungement hearing, um, and and we've had nothing but success at our expungement hearing so far. We're at 100% success there for, for those that have made it to that point. So there is going to be an appearance, not necessarily a court appearance, but there'll be some kind of an appearance where this person will come in and say, yes, I I did this and here's my record and I'm ready to move on and please help me. Uh, yes, if if they even need that much, um, there's there's been some that they basically get there and they're like, oh, there's no objections from the prosecution, there's no objections from the judge, and they they just grant it. 
Um, you know, of course, people are just elated when that they they hear that. Um, I'll bet. The, I think usually usually people in the in their experiences in the court system they are expecting more of a, a you know a, a fight, uh, but the, <laughs> they are are typically just uh, getting there and and getting expungements. In some more serious cases, right, they might have to explain, or even our, our attorneys are going to advise them to, did you have any letters of character, um, you know, a letter from an employer, things of that sort. So what have you done, especially if it's a, they're maybe just beyond that waiting period. So how long does this process take? So we're definitely seeing the uh, the timeline come down. Uh, like I said, when we started in, in like April, some of those, those early ones that we started like between April and July, we were just finally starting to see expungements in like December and January. So those were taking quite a long time, um, uh, at least six months. Uh, the state is definitely catching up. They've been adjusting their staffing levels at the Michigan State Police and the Michigan Attorney General's office to be able to provide that review faster. Uh, that's where that bottleneck was occurring before, because before we can have a hearing, the uh, Michigan State Police does a, a full, a thorough background check of those tribal, federal convictions, out-of-state convictions, everything. Um, and then they send that report to the Michigan Attorney General's office, uh, and then they can provide a letter from that point, either uh, you know supporting or um, opposing the um, the expungement or setting aside a conviction. And they send that to all of the parties, including the court prosecutor, um, our, our attorney, the the you know the client there. And um, that's the, the key thing that we need that is what makes it usually so simple when we get to that point. Uh, as long as they're not opposing, uh, then it's likely to go forward. All right. So the event is coming up. It's the Clean Slate UP expungement event for Houghton County and surrounding counties, too, I would assume, uh, Barriga County, Ontonagon, Keweenaw, and such. It will be at the UP Michigan Works office at the bank building on Quincy Street, downtown in Hancock. They're on the... Uh, third floor there, and it'll run from noon until three this coming Saturday, the 21st of May. If you have a criminal record and it's been impeding you, please consider getting involved with this great program. It could change your life. And Darren Witter, thank you so much from UP Michigan Works. Thank you for your time and thank you for your information today. Thank you, Todd. I appreciate being on the show.